you want to know the truth? These people who are like big gurus that like have the big classes and are well-known and all that, they can't clear their mind either. What they're doing is what they call practice. And what we don't do because we're perfectionists is we don't practice. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions, but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, I've also created video guides to walk you step-by-step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. Hey guys, I'm so excited for this episode because I wish this was around when I was going through my energy slump and it's something that you need. Too often coaches in this business get overwhelmed, they feel stressed, they feel burned out and that's the last thing we want. Dr. Carolyn is joining me today to talk about everything stress-related, all the tools she has in her toolkit, and that's why I'm excited to bring my good friend, Dr. Carolyn, to the table. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell everyone a little about yourself? Sure. So I actually started out as a colorectal surgeon. I just really wanted to make a difference for people, and when I was a, when I was a medical student, surgery was the most fun thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I was a surgery resident, colorectal surgery was the most fun thing. I don't know why, but for me, it was. Yeah. I loved plastics and I loved colorectal. And it was interesting because I managed to kind of like put the two together in a lot of ways, which was great. Um, but so I was a surgeon and I burned myself down to the brittle bone, man. I, I just, I'm one of those people that like, if everybody around me isn't doing well, I'm not doing well. Do you know what I mean? And so I was, you know, I was meeting people over and over and over again on their worst day. They just found out they had cancer. They just found out they have to have some kind of surgery. They just found out that, you know, some other thing is going on. And so I, and all I wanted to do was help them make them feel better. And it was interesting because I pretty quickly ended up with a practice that was much less abdominal surgery and much more talking to people about what was bothering them because we take our stress out on our body and people take their stress out on their bottom. Yes. <laughs> so, I you know, think they, about stress, I think about so many of those like lower bottom issues that come up when we have stress. Yeah. 
So I ended up spending so much of my day working with people to talk to them about like, if you were, if you could manage your stress a little bit differently, you would feel better. You wouldn't be having this problem. You wouldn't be in my office with your butt up in the air with me, like trying to figure out what's going on with you. Right. And I had, it was interesting because I had one patient who like basically threw the sheet at me and told me that I was a horrible person because I was trying to tell her that her problem was in her head and she knew for a fact it wasn't, but I had way. And, you know, I hope she found somebody who could take care of her because I wasn't her person. Um, But for the most part, people would come to talk to me and they would find themselves telling me everything that was going on in their lives because that's what it came down to, to help them fix things. So, but the problem for me was that I kept working for people that didn't appreciate me. I kept working in a health system that didn't appreciate me. I mean, I think most people who have sought out alternative health know that Western medicine just doesn't take care of the for me, the whole person doesn't mean just what's inside your skin. It's the whole person. It's everything. It's your energy. It's your your spirituality. It's what you believe or don't believe. It's how you treat yourself and how you treat others. You know, if you work walk around with like horrendous guilt all the time, then it's going to show in your body. If you have trauma, I mean, that's a whole other, we could have a whole podcast just on trauma. Well, I think we have to include trauma in this because I feel like so many people are talking about it and Mm -hmm. how trauma shows up in the body. But I love that you even were making that mind and body connection back when you were doing surgery. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And the other thing is just like to always start the case off with everybody in the as much of the calm place as we could, because we bring our energy into it, you know? And, and that was one of the things that I didn't like was one of my partners was just angry all the time. And he wasn't nice to my patients when they needed something and I wasn't around or available. And, you know, I, I, I think that, and and the other thing that he would do is he would literally tell people, don't worry about it. We're going to do your hemorrhoids and you're not going to have any pain. We'll give you plenty of pain medication. Pain medication does not fix surgery. Right. It yeah. doesn't fix the pain. It just kind of numbs you out or makes you feel, you know, the one thing about narcotics is they make you feel good until they don't, until then you're like, you know, throwing up or you're, you know, those kinds of things. But you can't just tell somebody you're going to be fine with this pain medication. What you have to teach them is you're going to have some pain. And this is how you're going to deal with it. Wow. So even back then you had, you were, you were teaching people how to manage their symptoms. My dad basically was really into alternative medicine and, and I wasn't in the beginning, you know, but he, he really was into, into all of the, like, not as much the energy stuff, but supplements, diet, how you take care of yourself, Um, because one of the things that you see people do over and over and over again is they take out their stress by exercising and for a long time. So did I, I used to work out, I used to work out three times a day. Oh, wow. Wow. Had a great body, but I was crazy, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, we take out our stress. We do those kinds of things to ourselves, right? We, Mm -hmm. 
first of all, we make up some story that it's our job to fix everything. So that was my story as a surgeon. It's my job to fix everything for everybody. And like that woman that threw the sheet at me, that broke my heart. Yeah. That, that she was so upset with me. And I had to really realize like, I had my own trauma. I had my own stress. I had my own things that really bothered me. And that was that hero syndrome. Yeah. It got me. And it I really I think got that's me. Women, a lot of us walk around with that hero syndrome and then we're completely burned out trying to yeah. take care of our family, take care of ourselves and it doesn't work. And then we get even more burned out because we feel guilty. Yes. Well, and, and the other thing we don't understand is why don't they want what I'm offering here? Right. Right. You know, the truth is people don't want unsolicited advice. <laughs> they don't, they want, they want to seek their own way of doing things. And if you constantly, have you heard of the, um, the drama triangle? No. Oh, I have to try to remember. It's, um, it's, it's victim, perpetrator, and then the other one is like, it's like fixer of some kind. So there's like, perpetrator is always going after everybody. The victim is thinks everybody's going after them. And then the fixer tries to fix it for everybody. And when you're stuck inside that, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and we go back and forth around the triangle over yeah. and over again, but there's nothing inside that triangle but stress. Yeah. You have to get outside the triangle. You've got to give up the victim role. You've got to give up the fixer role. And you've got to look at the places where you're the perpetrator because most of us will not look at it or admit it. That's such a great point. I think I think we play different roles in our life and it's very it's very tough at times to step out of those roles mm-hmm. and see what's what's pulling the trigger. What's making you a perpetrator or a victim or a fixer? It's trauma. And how does trauma show up? I mean, let's even dive into showing up in the body. How yeah. does trauma show up in the body? Just like stress. There's like a Probably million a ways. So everybody kind of has their own, what's weak in their particular body. So you'll see thyroid disease, <clears throat> heart disease, um, stomach issues. I personally have a stomach issue and I'm actually having surgery on it. Um, and so, and, you know, if you look at how they fit with the chakras, there's, um, that, you know, the throat chakra is the thyroid. So you don't want to speak what's going on. You don't want to, you don't want to talk about what's going on with you. There's hard stuff. Obviously it's a heart chakra. You don't want to receive or give love. Right. Don't trust people. You don't trust the world. Somebody was even saying with this precancerous stuff that I got cut out, she was like, that's right on your heart chakra. She was so sweet. She sent me 12 questions to ask myself. Yeah. And they were all about being kind and loving to myself, giving love, receiving love, all of that theme. And then you have to remember that the chakras aren't just, you always talk about them on the front of the body, right? <laughs> They're on the back of the body too. Right. So that rounded shoulder thing that a lot of women do, it's to protect your heart. Yeah. It's to keep the world from getting too close to you. And, but so we do that round shoulder thing and then our neck gets all turtly and we have pain up in here or we get headaches. Um, and then the other thing we slouch because yeah. that also protects, that protects our power center and our heart when we slouch, but that's bad for your back. So yeah. back problems. And then we hold a lot of things in our hips and our pelvis. There's a whole like set of bull leg muscles in the pelvis that, can really be 
tight and uh, inflexible and spastic from trauma. And I mean, that's kind of like the obvious trauma, right? You might expect that somebody who's been raped, that's going to happen to them or somebody who was sexually molested when they were a child, that that's going to happen to them. And yes, it does definitely, but it can be very small things as well. I think that's the part that we're finally coming to in this era where we're talking about the big traumas and the little traumas. Right. So and there's this little T trauma. Yeah. And they're the little, they add up all day long. We get these little T traumas. Somebody cuts us off in traffic. Somebody doesn't show up for an appointment that they said they were going to be at. Somebody's credit card doesn't go through when they agreed to pay for something for you. You know, those little traumas, they, they're like, oh, I can't trust the world. I can't trust the world. I can't trust it. In your practice these days, because I know you're a functional medicine practitioner, yeah. what have you seen as some of the most prevalent things that are coming into your practice? See a lot of thyroid. I feel like one of the reasons I see so much thyroid, it's, it is very common, but also I feel like one of the biggest things is that a lot of doctors don't want to manage the thyroid. So what they do is they just, they get a TSH and they go, yeah, your TSH is between one and four. You're fine. Well, the, here's the truth. Your TSH can vary all day long. So you can take a TSH first thing in the morning and a TSH later in the afternoon. And it's going to be different because your adrenals are doing stuff. Right. Messing around with that TSH, changing it. So you can't just go by one TSH. You got to really look at all of the numbers. But most of these doctors, they don't do that. The other thing that people will tell people all the time is that a lot of people have Hashimoto's, which is, you know, autoimmune disease of the thyroid, meaning your body's attacking your thyroid all the time. Funny thing, right? Yeah. You've got trauma or stress or whatever it is, and your body's attacking itself. Yeah. That is definitely one of the things we see. And so, but doctors will tell them, oh, there's nothing to do. We just follow the antibodies. And, and as long as they're so-and-so, you're fine. And we just correct your, your numbers so that your TSH ends up between one and four. And that's all they do. And that, I'm talking about endocrinologists. I'm not talking about like, like people who should know how the thyroid works. Right, right. Are still well, I think that's why you have so many people walking around so sick. I mean, we're yes. living in a world where we have so much information. Yeah. Yet people are so sick. Because we're not taking care of where they're sick. Mm. You know, I think okay. for me personally, if I didn't, you know, it's funny because like I spent my whole life pretty much on a journey to be, to to figure out God, to figure out religion, to figure out, why things were the way that they were. And, you know, obviously I think like many people, I felt a little angry that the world is the way that it is. I especially felt that way when I was in medicine, I felt really angry that anybody, God or otherwise would let medicine be the way that it is. Mm. And having been on my Western medicine journey this year, I, I really, I, I, you know, it's like a circle back, right? I spent like eight years, not really having anything to do with Western medicine and only doing my own stuff. And, and then I got really sick and ended up in the hospital and I had kind of had to, to deal with that Western medicine stuff. And um, I looked at it, I look at that. We aren't looking at, I wasn't looking at the thing that I needed to look at, which was there's more going on here than just spiritual stuff, Carolyn, you got to like pay attention to this. But the other thing is that we weren't, nobody looks at when I was going through like being in the hospital and all of that stuff, nobody was really looking at how it felt for me. 
especially when I was, I hate to tell this story, but I ended up, I had, after my hospital visit, they gave me, I was really anemic. They gave me four units of blood and they did it so fast that they opened, they gave me what they call hypervolemia. Cause what happens with, so when somebody gives you a lot of saline, your body can get rid of it. But when somebody gives you a lot of blood, you can't get rid of it. Right. So your body just kind of has to slowly break it down instead. Of, so what ended up happening is I had way too much volume and I ended up getting a brain injury from it. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. So like a week after I got out of the hospital, I was back in the ER and I'm sitting there in the ER. I mean, I've never had pain like that in my life. And it was outrageous. It, it was like somebody took a vice to the bottom of my brain and just crushed it. Hmm. And, and I was in horrible pain. My blood pressure was like stroke level blood pressure. And they were convinced that I was there to get narcotics. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they kept trying to send me home. They didn't give me anything for my pain. They didn't give me anything for my blood pressure. All they wanted to do was they wanted to, they were waiting for me to pee so they could get a drug test done on me. And they were trying to get me to agree to a spinal tap so they could rule out meningitis and send me home. How did you get them to kind of shift the perspective? Because I think that's what a lot of coaches who are- I started refusing care. I refused to go to the bathroom. I refused to let them do the- the um, spinal tap. I, re- I just became, I, I, just, I just, I stopped answering their questions. I'm like, look, you need to get me admitted. You need to figure out what's going on. I need an MRI. You need to stop this BS. Right. And so apparently they you advocated for yourself. Yes, but I shouldn't have, I mean, I'm in like 15 out of 10 pain right. with the blood pressure through the roof about to have a stroke. I shouldn't have to advocate for myself in this case. Right. Right. That's such a good point. I shouldn't have to. So, you know, and the thing is like, as a doctor, it was really painful for me to understand that that's hardly could be my, an individual or unique experience. Right. That this kind of stuff happens every day in every emergency room all across the country, that people aren't believed and women especially are not believed. Yeah. And so yeah, we have trauma, but then we're adding on to the trauma over and over and over again by telling women, your opinion doesn't count. How you feel is just, you probably have your period. Right. Oh, you're in menopause. All right. It's menopause. Maybe you need to have your hormones adjusted. Instead of just understanding that, like, we didn't grow up knowing how to trust ourselves. We weren't raised to to do that. And then you put us out in the world and we don't, a lot of people don't know how to advocate for themselves. A lot of people would not have the nerve to say to the, to a a health practitioner, you're wrong, right? You need to get me the care that I need. I I, I'm speechless after that because I feel like that's such a horrible experience that you went through and thank goodness that you were able to advocate for yourself, even in a situation where you shouldn't have had to. Right. But what do you think is the lesson out of that? I I think there was a bunch of things that came out of that for me. One of them was that um, we need to, I really need to have the nerve to go to the hospital, sit down and talk to the risk management people and explain to them what happened the day that I was in the emergency room. And that was months ago. And I have not, I'm traumatized too, right? I, I, that was trauma. That was big T trauma for me. Right. And, um, And I've just been working my way through it. I'm not, I didn't, I'm not ignoring it. 
I'm not pretending it didn't happen. I'm working my way through how it feels. Right. And, you know, and how it felt. And I just haven't quite gotten to that place where I'm ready to talk to them about it, but I'm almost there. But I feel like I have to do that. You know, there's my hero complex again. <laughs> I have to do that so that they don't do it to anybody else. Yeah. It's not well, very, or, or what? Go work in the ER and be an advocate for people's health. Right. I mean, I think about, I think about all the situations where we are in this world where people are not getting the answers that they need and they seek other help. I mean, we're talking about stress and energy and we started, mm -hmm. started talking about trauma and stuff. When I think about how stressed we are, that we can't go and get just the support that we need in the medical system. Mm -hmm. it, it's no wonder that so many people are going to functional medicine practitioners and looking elsewhere for holistic yes. support. And the thing for me is also like, I started looking in my own practice and seeing like, where was I not taking care of the stuff, the regular stuff? Where was I not making sure that people got, you know, if not a mammogram, at least a thermogram? Where was I not making sure that people got, you know, their, their routine, like colon? It's hard. Sometimes people who come to you for functional medicine, they don't want to go get a colonoscopy. Right. But, you know, there's things I can't really... I can't really look at you and go for know for sure what's going on. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of the functional medicine people will tell you over and over again, test, don't guess. Right. But are we testing the right things all the time? Well, and I think what you're talking about is really an East meets West, mm -hmm. an integrated practice, an integrated approach. But I had kind of let my, not just my trauma from that experience, but my trauma from when I was in the medical system change my focus right let that trauma change what I was doing with people and I had to I've had to shift back to make sure that I'm making sure that everything's taken care of in in both directions because you know I have a patient right now who's had AFib and and they finally got him you know we've been working on it from a stress standpoint we've been working with things like vagus nerve um stimulators and you know, even just like, I don't know if you know this one, you put your finger in your, ear. I've, I've heard that, but I haven't done it. <laughs> I will only warn you that the first time that I did it, I, I broke down in tears. Oh, wow. Because clearly there was just something that I hadn't been letting myself feel, but so you try that, put your finger in your ear. It goes like, you know, where there's like the little triangle, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think whenever I would go get acupuncture and yeah, go, they would do the ears, they would do the ears a lot. Yeah. And I always had those little um, acupressure, not needles, but yeah. they were the acupressure points that were put in there. I forget oh, what the seeds, the seeds, the little seeds. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who runs a whole business of like different kinds of ear seeds. Oh, wow. That's He's an wild. acupuncturist. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, so you can do that one that, and then there's carotid massage. Um, so if you find the angle of the jaw and the notch of the um, collarbone about halfway between, you can feel where your pulse is and right behind that pulse, you'll feel like there's this kind of like soft, mushy thing. It's not a muscle. You only want to do one side at a time, but 
that carotid massage, it brings that system back down into equilibrium and it tells you that everything's going to oh, be wow. So that's, and that's how your body's designed. There's a nerve, the vagus nerve runs through there and it's checking all the time to see what's going on in the body and then it's feeding back to this area. And that's what decides whether your blood pressure is going to be high or not, or whether your heart rate is going to go faster. And there's like a little branch of the, of the of vagus that goes across here to your thyroid. Oh, wow. And there's one that goes down here and there's, you know, goes to like the lungs, goes to the heart, goes to those right in here there's these major bronchi the big the big breathing tube so your trachea comes down and then off the trachea this big bronchi and that vagus nerve runs through all of that stuff and it decides what that smooth muscle is going to do oh wow and smooth muscle is what you need to have to be able to kind of take it down a notch in order to not have so much stress well, and I think, you know, when I think about coaches listening to this, they're building their business, which you have a successful practice. You've done that. And I think about how stressful it is to build a business, in, especially in the beginning and have so many moving parts. Mm -hmm. What are some of your other tools that you have in your, in your toolbox? I have my PEMF headphone. I mean, it's like a little headband. Yeah. I, I don't want to go get it, but it's just like a little head, headband. I'll have it on my website. Um, so if people are interested and they want to know more about it, I'm, I'm, I'll have a link for that on my website. So what that does, it's funny because like a lot of people have um, the Beamer. That's a big PEMF. It's like a blanket. This is just a little headband. So you can use it on everything. So you can use it. One of the things that's really nice is you put it around your neck and it has all these programmed things in it. So one of them is an open heart meditation. So oh. it's got, it, it releases these little... Um, PEM, uh, pulsed electromagnetic frequency. It's not to be confused with EMF, which we'll, we should also talk about. <laughs> um, so it's pulsed electromagnetic um, frequency. And I use mine and I use that with, I have one of those um, uh, infrared sauna blankets. Mm -hmm. So before I go to bed, I do my three things. I do my castor oil pack. Yep. I do my infrared sauna blanket. They're only like two or $300 that sauna blanket. Yeah. So yeah. much. It'd be great to have one in my house, but my house is too small. So I have my little blanket and then I do my castor oil pack and I have my, my headband. You do your castor oil pack every night? Um, no, I can't do it every night. It's too three, much. Like three times a week. Yeah. Cause my, like I all broke out all under my chin from too much, you know, from doing it too often. <laughs> and then my stomach got like bloated. So yeah, like three times a week, I do my castor oil pack, but I do my infrared sauna pretty much every day. And I do that headband. So the headband does a bunch of things. So it does that like open heart meditation. It does a theta meditation. So there's different wavelengths, right? So theta is, uh, delta is the deepest. So that's like sleep. And then there's theta and beta alpha. If you want to be like on top of things and working at your best alpha. Got it. So you can set the neorhythm up for the alpha, put it around your neck, go do your, make your website, make your sales <laughs> page, get yourself all focused and ready to go. That's what that's good for. So like no brain fog, no like poor focus, no ADD right. kind of just gets you like, cause that's probably why people get ADD is that they're going back and forth between alpha and Delta. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so there can't, they can't focus. They can't stay focused. And then beta is like how I sh like beta is where I should be right now while I'm talking to you. Right. 
So beta is like conversant, friendly, open. So that's beta. And then um, theta is like relaxed. So like if you're meditating, theta is a good, that's a good level. And then delta is like sleep. And what they're finding is that it's a lack of delta that's causing a lot of people to have memory loss and Alzheimer's is wow. that lack of delta, that lack of deep sleep. So if you track your, I have a, the yeah, ring. that's another, I would definitely recommend one of these. Absolutely. <laughs> you geek um, out on that? I do. I got, I, I really like, I'm looking at how much, like when I'm active, how I'm active, what's my heart rate doing when I wake up in the morning, um, how much deep sleep did I get? How much REM sleep did I get? Um, and, you know, you can turn it off if you don't, you know, if you don't want to have your phone in the bedroom, you can just turn the Bluetooth off on the ring. It still picks up all of your stuff. And then in the morning, you put it back on Bluetooth and load it. Oh, wow. So you don't know EMF. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me a little about EMF waves, because I know that stresses the body and it's going to do and so, it's almost unavoidable at this point. I right. mean, like your electric meter has a smart meter on it. That's EMF. Your computer's EMF. Your phone is EMF. Even like the refrigerator, um, the air conditioner, all of that stuff produces a certain amount of like that electronic noise that your body. Right. I mean, we're cavemen at heart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't 5G. I mean, <laughs> there's probably going to have to be a, a new iteration after this group, this, this genus of humans is done that can actually handle all that stuff. What do you do to protect yourself? I used to have one of those, um, harmony necklaces and I, I lost it when I was in the hospital. Um, so I need to get another one of those, but I do that. I turn off the Wi-Fi at night. Oh, wow. Um, and I live far enough. I'm in a house, so I don't live in an apartment building. So I live far enough from the people on either side of me that their their Wi-Fi is not really affecting me that much. Right. You know, it's not that it's not still there. It is. So I turn off that. I don't use I don't use LED lights. You know the 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 light bulbs. Right. I don't use those. I don't have any of those in my house. I have. A couple, um, what do you call it? The, um, uh, fluorescent. I have some fluorescent lights, but just like there's one in the bathroom. And unless I'm doing my hair and makeup, I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> so I used it today. <laughs> I, I don't use it. My house is actually, right now, I'm trying to sit in the, like, the least sunny room because the light is just too much. But my house is pretty sunny and I don't need a lot of light during the day. And then at night, everything's orange. So I have salt lamps in every single room and I don't really turn on anything else. I have the TV set for no blue light. Oh, wow. And my computer and my phone set for no blue light. So my phone is red. Now, so blue light is something different than EMF, but it's the same. It kind of has that same impact on us because EMF keeps us from sleeping deeply. It keeps us from restoring well. It definitely is impacting autoimmune disease right so and then i have some friends who are like really savage about it like they had their smart meter <laughs> taken out right i sleep in the opposite end of the house from where the smart meter is so technically it's like once you get past five feet away from it you're really not in that 
the really it bad zone. And they put the um, what do you call it? I forget the name of that. They have this box that you can put around your electronics. Oh, I've seen that box, but I forget the name of it as yeah, well. I can't think of the name of it. So I have friends that do that stuff, like they're really intense. Um, there's actually a woman, I'll have to find the link and I'll put it, I'll send it to you. There's a woman who specializes in equipment, like to measure EMF and to protect you from it. But I think you definitely, you know, at the very least, turn off the Wi-Fi. It's yeah. hard. I I unfortunately live in a place that's not that, you know, that has some 5G. Right. Um, so, but not much you can do about that, really. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is learning how to manage the stress in your life and not, and know where your traumas are. Right. And then there's being depleted. There's the perfection thing, right? And there's, there's like two things that women learn growing up. And one of them is that they're the center of the universe. Nothing happens without them. Right. And the other one is you got to be perfect or no one sees you at all. Yeah. And I can see for, even for you, these are painful things. Oh yeah. I mean, I can identify with both. I feel like the perfectionism stuff for me runs deep. Mm -hmm. Something I just was saying to my therapist the other day, I was like, I still find myself with that old story. Like you have to be perfect. You have to be perfect to be loved. Yes. And not left. Yes. And that runs deep into my blood and something that I work on daily. Yeah. And so it'll drive that overworking out it. And, you know, and then the other thing is that like, you really don't want to, if you can help it, you don't want to wash your hair every day. You don't want to put makeup on every day. You don't want to douse your whole body in all these chemicals that are out there. You want to be careful of like sunscreen and things like that. I mean, I'm not saying don't wear sunscreen, but pick your sunscreen. Don't use the ones that are endocrine disruptors. Yeah. Pick the good ones. Right. And, you know, use the, the zinc oxides and the, um, you know, the, and be careful of the ones that have a lot of microparticles in it, because that actually gets absorbed into your skin. Yeah. So you want to use something that's going to stay on the surface of the skin, not the stuff that gets absorbed. So the other thing is don't put your sunscreen on when you just got out of the shower, because your pores are all open and then it's all going to get sucked in. So, but you know, like I'm, I'm into all of that, like, for, for most people, I start you slow with like getting rid of things like shampoos and conditioners and skincare and, and foods that are overprocessed and all of that kind of stuff, because we're perfectionists, because we have a tendency to do that thing where, okay, I can't even be in the same room with gluten because we're, we're all or nothing people. I remember I I lived that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I felt, and what I've done, is like swung the other way where it's like, it's not that I'm not taking care of myself, but it's like not to the extreme that I was. Yeah. Place where I was making myself nuts. And if you can do extreme and not be nuts, by all means, bless you. But I just felt for me, I was like, I was nervous to go out to somebody's house and eat. Yes, yes. Like that would take me over. I was nervous to eat food. Restaurants made me nuts. Mm-hmm. There just wasn't, unless I could go in the kitchen and watch how they were making it. Yeah. I just really didn't want to eat out at all. And now I'm like, 
don't know. So I'm very, I am still particular about my diet. I'm not going to say that I'm not. And right. I do think it makes a difference. I think that helps my energy. You know, I absolutely think avoiding those things that are bad for me, like gluten. And normally I avoid corn. And it was funny because I was in the store the other day and I was looking for, I don't know, gluten-free pita bread, I guess. And in that same aisle, they had corn tortillas because corn is gluten-free. Yes. And I could smell the corn tortillas. And I was like, God, I haven't had a corn tortilla and I, I don't even really know how long. And I picked the bag up and I was like, oh, yes. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I put the bag back down and I was like, walked out, you know, walked, went back to the rest of my shopping and I didn't even buy the pita bread because I was like, I'm just not, I can't even go in that aisle. And then I was like, the next time I was in the store, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go look at the corn tortillas because my body wants those for some reason. Right. And so I went and I looked at the corn tortillas and they were organic. They had no canola oil or anything like that in them. They were um, non-GMO. They had, they were, what do you tell it? The glyphosate tested. Oh, wow. I mean, they were the cleanest corn tortillas you could get short of going to New Mexico and grinding the corn. <laughs> right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat those. But I think that's a beautiful thing as we come to a place of intuitive eating. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that I go and eat gluten. I know the things that are going to deplete me. I yeah. think that's the thing that I make the choice of, but it's like, if there's something that I want that I know is not going to be really bad for me, I don't mm -hmm. like that dogmatic lifestyle anymore. Yes. And I feel like that to me, that took a lot of stress away. Yeah. That, and that gave me energy to do other things that were more important to me. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, the reality is this, I learned how to meditate when I was 16 and with few exceptions, probably meditated every day since I was 16. It's just, wow. I need to do that. <laughs> it's just one of those things for me. I, even when I was in the hospital, except for, I think the first day, cause my head hurt too much. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything, but I have like, and I'm, I'm a guided meditation kind of girl. I'm not a, I'm not going to go sit in a corner with my fingers and, you know, in the, what, I forget the name of this mudra, but you know, I'm not going to like make a mudra and sit in lotus position and clear my mind. Yeah. I am capable of clearing my mind. I've been meditating since I was 16. So you do the math. I'm 60, a long time. <laughs> and, um, I can't clear my mind and the, and so a lot of people won't meditate because they can't clear their mind. And so they lose the benefit of the meditation because they're not able to do that. You want to know the truth? These people who are like big gurus that like have the big classes and are well-known and all that, they can't clear their mind either. What they're doing is what they call practice. And what we don't do because we're perfectionists is we don't practice. Right. We want to do it right the first time. And if we can't do it right the first time, we're going to go do something else. Yeah, I can identify with that. And so I think a lot of people miss out on meditation because they think they have to clear their mind and be at peace and sit in one position for hours and focus. It doesn't have to be that way. I use a lot of guided meditations. I probably have a library of 2000 guided meditations, maybe more, very possibly more. Dep depends, you know, I go back and forth. I, I like 
I was very into light body for a while and I do a lot of those things. I was very into the Sedona method and I'm, I'm certified as a facilitator in Sedona. I'm certified as a facilitator in this light body with a lot of people haven't heard of, I don't think, um, but it was Oren and Daben. And, and unfortunately they're both of the two people that were their speakers died in the last two years. So what we have is what we have. But I have a lot of that stuff and I'm um, and I'm certified as a facilitator for that. Uh, I'm a certified as a Reiki teacher. Um, so I'm a I'm kind of a like if it's energy, I'm into it. I'm going <laughs> to try it. And usually I'm not because I'm like, you know, because I am who I am and because I have my trauma that I have. I can't just like go do it. I got to learn how to teach it. I love that. I love that. Tell everyone, this has just been such a great episode. And I really want to thank you for being so open with your story. Yeah. Where they can find you. DrMasseri.com. So D-R-M-E-S-S-E-R-E.com is my website. And on there, you'll be able to find um, some links to things that I care about. Um, I don't really have a blog at the moment. I might make one. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I love going on podcasts and talking about stuff. Um, but the, I hate videotaping myself. <laughs> I, hate, I really hate it. I really don't. I'm much more comfortable if I'm talking to somebody else than if I'm just sitting there talking to the camera. Um, and and it's not a good excuse. It's that perfect thing, right? Right. right. It's me trying to be perfect. Again. You're catching yourself. Yes. So, um, so I'll have all that kind of stuff. I'll probably, I'm going to start, I'm working on a project right now to create um, kind of a quick start program for people where we're going to do hair, um, hair tissue mineral analysis. And we're going to work with um, lymph drainage. Wow. Because that's a big thing. We didn't even talk about that. No, we didn't talk about lymph. <laughs> um, so uh, so it's going to be like a, a bunch of little quick things that you can do and guided meditation. Cause you know, I'm a fan Yeah, and it works for you. And if it works, it works for me, you gotta teach it. I mean, like two hours ago, I was on the phone with my surgeon's office yelling at them. And I like, <laughs> oh, I gotta like, I gotta let this go. Like nothing's going to work. Nobody's going to want to help me if I'm not like, if I don't like get myself back down to like, so I went and I got my little get back down to the chill zone. Yeah, I went and got my little PEMF headphone, I mean, a uh, um, uh, headband thing, and I and I chilled myself back out. And, and you know, I think, I think that the other thing, if I just could say one last thing, is we think we're not allowed to be angry, but there's a lot to be angry about, and it's one of the things that causes us trauma. Mm. It's like that day in the hospital, I was angry, and I wasn't going to not tell them I was, I, first of all, I was in a place where I was too vulnerable not to be angry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot for a lot of us, we're so traumatized, we're too vulnerable to be angry. I think it's like you said, we talked about thyroid a lot. It's giving voice. It's having the ability to speak up for yourself and stand up for yourself. And I hope that you do go back and stand up for yourself eventually. <laughs> I will. I definitely will. I feel like they need to hear it. They need to yeah. hear that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyways, uh, so the website, it's a little in the works right now. I'm just putting it all together. But by the time this podcast gets released, there should be all that information in there. And then if there's anything else 
that people want, you can always email me. Um, it's cmissary at drmissary.com. So you can always email me questions if you have, if there's anything you want to know um, or if you want to work with me. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for your role. You. It's been a great talk. We talked about stress. We talked about handling trauma. We talked about energy, depleting energy, and it's just been a great open conversation. Guys, Thanks. make sure that you reach out to this amazing woman if you want to work with her. And if you have any questions, check out her website for her favorite links to products. And I hope that you guys have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys soon.